Today is Sunday, June 25th, 2023, and my husband's coming out. Are you coming out, dear? I came out a long time ago. A long time ago, but was it to Diana Ross? I'm completely positive. Uh, no. <laughs> you have to speak up, honey. Um, well, she might have been playing in the background, but... Um... I don't recall any particular song when I came out. What song was playing when you came out? Oh, I don't I don't even know that there was one. But I was thinking that you told me years ago that you went you took your sister to see oh, Diana to Ross. See Diana Ross. And that That's you had true. an epiphany in the concert That's that true. oh my god, I like men. No. No. I wasn't out yet then. I was um, I was barely in college. But my sister was a um, Diana Ross fan, and uh, soul music. She was the soul music of the three of us. She liked uh, Motown soul. She had Diana Ross, Diana Ross posters all over the place. Um, and I was more of a, you know, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, Kansas, Boston. I don't know. That's like hard rock shit. No, not really. Well, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was a little harder than K- Kansas. Was not hard hard rock. But Name a song by Kansas, because I don't know. Blood, dust no. and the Wind. Oh, that is soft, yeah. Anyway, um, I just associated Diana Ross with disco, and I was not a disco fan. Uh, the Boss and um, Love Hangover. And Melissa was playing those songs all the time, Upside Down. Uh, I guess my parents um, were young in the 60s, so I guess there was you know, Supremes. On the on the hot on the hi-fi back then is that what we had? Yeah, well, it was, you had a, um, a turntable. Well, they have they do have some Motown. They have my parents have an obscene LP collection from the 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, but it wasn't there. Okay, I think you've mentioned this before. Well, to me, maybe not on the podcast, but um, your parents had a Diana Ross album. Oh, from the early 60s. Yes, with the Supremes. But whose name did they write on the album? They put Melissa. But you think it was your album? No, right? it's their album. Oh, we didn't. I, I, we didn't. It was nineteen sixty-three or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but the album has value. It's you mean it's a, worth it's a something? Mint condition of I don't know. Meet the Supremes or something. I don't know. Anyway, they're on bar stools. Big hair. Anyway, uh, it has some value. So uh, they were deciding who's going to get the album, and because Melissa was the the Diana Ross fan, she gets it. But then. We looked up the values at like two or three thousand um, dollars. I it, think I might want it anyway. Is it from the first pressing? Excuse me. <coughs> I have no idea. <coughs> I'm sorry, it's very phlegmy. Yes, I don't even know if it still plays. Oh. It's been in the attic in Louisiana. Oh, in the for heat, forty it's, years. It's, Who knows? Anyway, could. so I went to the. I took my sister to see Diana Ross. Um, I guess when I'm coming out. And those songs were popular. Is that like early 80s? Like yeah, early, early 81, 82, 83. I don't know. And I was just mesmerized. Um, she well, sang be 19, everything. 1980, because I'm coming out. Right, but the concert that I took her to, I was. Oh, oh, that, that we went later. to. Yeah, and then she sang that hey, song. Mom, I don't know who all was. It was just, no, they, Cindy, might have, I don't know who all was with us. But anyway. Um, well, it wasn't your mother and father. Mom may have come along, come to think of it. Are you serious? I don't know if Cindy mother? did. Well, I, my, I had a young mother. My mom was like 
42 years old or whatever. I don't know. I guess. Anyway, um, and it was just a spectacular performance. She sang in the round, and she sang everything. And uh, it was like a two or three hour, she was on stage. Of course, all the costume changes and all that, but well, she's still uh, I was just that amazed at, you know, uh, at the performance. And um, I just, I thought I, it was just an, an epiphany. But I, I didn't associate that with coming out. Oh, okay. Well, that was, uh, that was a few more years. I was making off. that assumption. Now, the, the reason we're playing I'm Coming Out in Diana Ross is because it's Pride Month and it's actually almost over. It'll be over this week. And on Saturday, July 1st, we're actually going to be seeing Diana Ross. In yes. concert yeah. at Wolf Trap, the Center for the Performing Arts. That is true. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm on a first name basis with Diane. I call her Diane. Oh, she and I, she lets me call her D. Yeah. No one calls her D. I do. Yeah, I do. She probably smacks you in the face. No, 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 no. She loves me. Yeah. Well. She absolutely loves me. She does. All right. Okay. So welcome back to the podcast, my dear husband. Thank you, honey. Um, we do have a couple things to talk about. Um, nothing major, though. Just chit-chat stuff. Um, so on, uh, what day was it? Thursday, we went out to dinner. You know, because I always like to do a little review of the week, because you were here on, on the podcast last Sunday. And I then I did a podcast, I think, on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So then we went out to dinner to DiCarlo's um, on Thursday night. Yes. And DiCarlo's is um, like half a block up the street, would you say? Yeah. It's, we, well, everywhere we go is walking distance. Pretty much most places we go walking distance. That is probably the closest, I would think. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing because um, we could walk there in like 11 minutes or something like that total. When I say 11 minutes, because we have to go up this really steep hill, and I, go, I walk slow. And you are a slow walker. You're like an old lady. I, <laughs> I'm a slow walker up steep hills, dear. You know, because... Downtown. Oh, I didn't have that very loud. Downtown. That's downtown's for old people. Oh, okay. Big Fatty says you're going downtown because you're forgetting things, and you're old. Oh. So you're going downtown. Now, I, I need to tell the listeners that... Um, this week, that uh, since since you were last on the podcast, I bought you a new microphone, a new pod mic, and it has a uh, uh, what do you call this filter? It's got a filter on it so that P's and S's aren't uh, what are they called plosives. And I think I just heard it on mine, <laughs> but um, I have the same uh, screen on mine as well. But his voice will sound better this time. Because um, we have the exact same microphones, and they're called pod mics. Pod mics. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, my, you just played downtown. My mother was a big Petula Clark fan. Was she really? Yeah. Did, she, does she, did she like that song? Downtown? I like downtown, and I have, still have the 45 of downtown when I was a little little kid. Where is it? It's in New Orleans. Oh, at your parents' but house. They were, she was a, they were a big Petula. My mom was. I'm a, my dad was more of a Fats Domino um, uh, what's the, the platters? Uh, Charlie Pride, country music. Oh, Charlie like Pride, that sort of thing. You know the song by Charlie. Yeah, Pride. don't say it. 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 I'm gonna play just a, just a little tad of it if I can find it here. There we go. Let's see. 
Do I have this turned up a little bit? Let me turn it up a little bit. Okay. This is by... Oh, no, that's not the song I wanted. Where is it? Oh, I had to click on the thing. Here we go. Oh, the snakes crawl at night. That's what they say. That's what they say when the sun goes down. Then the snakes will play. That's what my dad liked. So that's called the snakes, the snakes crawl, crawl at night by Charlie Pride. Yeah. And my sister Cindy was a country music fan, so we all kind of inherited a musical interest that my parents had. Well, um, I have so, a feeling. I have a feeling. Let me just interrupt you there. That most of the listeners have no idea what this song is, or that they've never heard this song before. Well, I don't know if they're our age, maybe. Well, that's true. They might know who Charlie Pride is, but this song is not a song oh, that. That was his bit, one of his bigger hits, actually. Snakes crawl at night. That's what they sing when the sun goes down. Sing it, sister. I when you when you introduced me to that song, I had to learn all the words, and I would. You did. I don't even know them. When I, I would make like the bed song. in the morning, I would make, um, you know, what's her name? Don't say her name. Um, oh play that song and I would sing along while I'm making the bed and you know doing stuff what kind of music did your parents you know, your parents are um, oh, older yeah but My, I think your parents are probably when they're 30 so my parents are very young so yes. your parents are probably the same age as most other parents our age in 1964 of, of people our age yes yeah well I would say that my father Actually, and my mother, too. They liked easy listening. You know, like, I think I played this on, on uh, my easy listening playlist the other night. Like, a song like this. This is Henry Mancini. Yeah, my parents liked that, too. We had a, we had a lot of albums on the, on the turntable. It depended on what mood everyone was in. And when my mom was cleaning the house, the easy listening was in the background well they liked easy listening and you know my father um leans to the left a little bit he um really liked show tunes a lot you know what's that uh, with leaning to the left the gaze because you know he was oh, bi or gay bi or whatever or whatever well um but then of course i know he really that, is a whatever exactly and he had girlfriends when i met him Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I know I know. they all like this song. My mother liked this song. But I can't imagine your mother being Can't a Dionne Warwick fan. Why, because she was black? She's black? No, I just... You're, I thought Martha was more of a Frank Sinatra. Oh. Bob, Bobby Soxer. Probably probably true, but I this like this This was a song. hip... You know, Dionne, Walk On By... Um, Hairspray, culottes. That's my, my mother was that kind of well, 60s gal, and she liked Dion. She liked Dion Warwick and Petula Clark. Just kind of. This is my easy listening playlist. So, so I like this. I like okay. this music now. Well, I don't consider Dion easy listening, but now I know you like this song. And this lady just recently died. Yes, Astrid. Well, this, this is not her. This is not her. And that's the Spanish version. Anyway, it was the girl from Ipanema, but um, 
I won't play that anymore. Um, on my podcast on Tuesday, I was playing um, the theme from Summer Place, and uh, Wes Stone said that his mother won a dance contest oh, to, <laughs> to the Summer Place. Oh, that's such a guilty pleasure. But that's from our childhoods, too. Our parents would have out everyone in the 60s. I knew the Summer Place? Knew that one, yes. Yeah, a Summer Place, yeah. I just think it sounds so cool. I'm not going to play that because it I'm, is a guilt. I think it's a guilty pleasure. Okay, because no one records music like that anymore. I know, and then I love this song by this person. Do you know who this is? Well, that's Johnny Mathis. That it was another. Um, Do you know the name of the song? Wonderful, 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 wonderful. And we breathe. Johnny Mathis. And I'll have another splash. He was having a Virginia wine. He was a homosexual. Well, he still is. He's still alive. That's good. That's good. Oh, I'm trying to make the sound in the microphone, but I don't think it worked. Well, that's another one. When we got married the night before our wedding reception, we were doing a playlist. Yes. And we called it. Bobby socks, bouffants, and shoulder pads. Well, because we had your parents suggest. We had uh, your your. We had Martha um, contribute her songs, so she was the Bobby Soxer. My mother was definitely the bouffant uh, '60s, so they recommended songs from the '50s and '60s. Right. And then um, the shoulder pads were the '80s, and we had our songs from our you know, our time in high school or college or whatever. Well, and this was this one of them. My my. my Parents' wedding no, this song is, this was is, uh, Johnny Mathis, but it, oh, that was chances different. are, yeah, chances this is this is yes. this was not on our on our no, uh, wedding okay. playlist. Now, you're, you're, if you want to uh, move a de- couple decades ahead, and if you're talking about us, um, uh, what we used to listen to, um, how about this one? This is definitely my uh-huh. yeah. Now, I, this podcast is turning into music. I didn't really mean it to do that. Well. All right, I'm going to shut, shut that off. Unless there's a song. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. I keep burping. Unless there's a song. Oh, I know what song you really love. This one. Oh, God, no, please. This is actually your favorite song. You it is told not me my this. favorite song. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I will sing it for you. Ready? I just don't like that voice. No, please. Are you going to sing like Bonnie Tyler? Turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming around. Turn around. Did you smoke a pack of cigarettes before you sang this Well, song? I did back then, yes. <laughs> that is Bonnie Tyler. That is a voice I never, I just never. All right. Like that dusky smoke, like, you know, someone has smoked a pack of camels i don't know i never like <laughs> all right let's i did, did not mean this to turn into a, a podcast about music because i was we were in the middle well, now, now your listeners know more about us well that's true i was talking about going out to dinner on thursday night to carlos and i was going to ask you what did you have for dinner on thursday night? do you remember oh yeah i had um <coughs> excuse veal me veal piccata veal piccata i think you always have veal piccata there no i've had well, I like how they do veal, and the chef's special is veal with crab meat, but I'd gotten that the past couple of times, and I just made seafood gumbo with crab meat, and oh, I you felt did. like if I had any more yeah. crab, I was, and, I, and I made crab cakes, so I felt like if I, if I have crab one more time, I will start growing claws, <laughs> so I didn't get the crab meat, I just got the piccata, other than that, or the chicken piccata, 
that's old style Italian food, and the re- the the restaurant itself has like a seventies or eighties feel to it. Exactly. Now, this restaurant is in a complex called the Westchester, and the Westchester was built in like the nineteen thirties, right? Yes. And they have these. Well, first of all, the condos in there are huge. A one bedroom is like eleven hundred square feet. But anyway, um, in the lower, the first level, or the you know the, the lobby level or whatever. They have a restaurant that they used to actually um, serve food there a couple times a day, didn't they? Like lunch and dinner? They had, yes. (coughs) Excuse me. They had a restaurant there that actually did wine tastings. um, And it closed for whatever reason. um, It was a family that owned it, and the kids didn't want to keep I don't know what was going on. But anyway, it was more of a liver and onions kind of crowd. And it still is. it's It's an older building. We definitely bring the age level down quite a bit when we go there. Well, I was just going to say, too, we actually went, like, old people time. We were there at 5.30 in well, the afternoon. Well, because you're an old man. And I like to eat early. Well, you're the an thing old is, lady. You're an old lady. <laughs> my husband said, is there anybody else in this restaurant? And there was one couple in the side room. So we were, like, the well, only... Well, by the time we left, people were eating place. at normal hours. That's true. Well, that was, like, 7.30, I think, when we left. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, but the food... Good. The food's good. It's definitely an old school dining experience. Um, they had a, a couple new waiters though, because they were teaching. Like that guy didn't yes. know how to open the wine and stuff. But, well, he um, looked too young to even be pouring it. Well, yeah, I know. He looked like he was in high school. He had hair like a high schooler. Yeah. Anyway, that was on Thursday night, and then on Saturday, um, we went to some wineries out in Loudoun County because they're doing a, a program called. Pride, Pride in, the, in vines. the Vines. I think we talked about that last Sunday. I'm not sure. Yeah. But we went to two more wineries and got two more stamps on our card. And um, that was fun. I mean, we got some attention on the social medias for that. Well, it's, it's. Um, I think, uh, as we said last time, I just stopped participating in Pride, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, I just, I was out and comfortable and um, not really even cognizant that pride was going on every June and we were, we were settled and all. I don't know. I just didn't really, I didn't think much about it. But then now that we're part of the culture wars, once again, yes, um, it's necessary. And you realize you really do have to be visible and you have to be advocating. Um, and even on our, our wine blog, we don't really get political, but I, we kind we got involved in this, in this um, Pride campaign, lines, yeah. and encouraged it, and we even referenced the culture wars because you have to take a stand. Um, otherwise, we end up like Florida or Texas or. Well, I was going to say it's where for us more than anything, it's um, to be visible in counties like Loudoun County, and like the one one we went to there, the. Um, daughter is a lesbian, and um, well, they started it. They started yeah, they this started this a couple years, two ago. years ago. Yeah, but um, on their tables, they had all this pride memorabilia, not memorabilia, uh, pride paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. That's what I was thinking. Um, like little pride buttons and stickers and stuff like that. And they said, "Help yourself. Take whatever you want." So we each took one of the little um, pride flag pins and, and put it on our shirts that day. And um, for the rest of the day, we wore those. Yes. But it is it is important because we have to remember there's a longer game that conservatives are playing. It's true. And if we're not careful, if we don't, you know, we don't 
keep up with this. It, it engulfs, look at, you know, Roe versus Wade. It's now the entire nation um, and women having to fight to for battle for themselves. Yeah. Um, depending on where you live. And Republicans really do want national bans on all the unpleasant, the things that make them uncomfortable. I was just going to say that. Um, all the things that they are scared of. And let's face of. it, we, well, I, I know nothing, I won't mention this YouTuber's name, but um, I read about a prominent YouTube influencer who was a groomer. Well, this was a cisgendered, married, heterosexual woman grooming young boys. Well, you know what? Why, why would you not say who it well, is? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the etiquette for this sort of thing. It was, you can say um, the name. I won't. It's Miranda Sings. All right. Well, anyway, she w- was grooming young boys. Um, and it, it had nothing to, she wasn't a librarian. She wasn't a school teacher. She was a fucking influencer. And as her, her primary organizing tool was a phone or a computer or a laptop. You don't need to go to a library to get groomed and librarians aren't grooming, um, children with, with books. It's someone like this who, for whatever reasons, um, well, it's a long story. I, I knew nothing about this person, but it just, well, it, you know, for me, it was, it's an, I guess it's, it angers me that this is the same sort of language that was used in the 80s as to why we couldn't be school teachers or we oh shouldn't God, be, yeah. uh, we shouldn't be visible, we shouldn't be married, is because what's next? Your children aren't safe. Back when that really was the predominant thought, and then over the so many years, Americans became comfortable with gay people, and you you had a a child who was gay, or a relative, or a friend who was gay, and just through those experiences, you knew well. There's they're not a threat to anyone. They just want to have the same kind of life and to have the same sort of freedoms that everyone would have. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. That you know, it's it's no one's business what anyone does behind closed doors. It's it's not about um um. Grooming, you know, we're most of the groomers are are church pastors and priests and and heteros, you know, this this woman who you know she's well, a prominent person. I I do not know this person at all. Okay, well, I but, used to watch her on YouTube. I, right. A lot of people did. She's known as Miranda Sings, but her name is Colleen Ballinger. <clears throat> Excuse me, and she is thirty six years old, and she is accused of a of trauma dumping and sending sexually suggestive messages and developing inappropriate in emotional relationships with former fans when they were minors. When they were thir- these boys were 13. Now they're adults and they're speaking out against her and apparently her husband knew. Anyway, so this should, you know, if you want to look for um, for hazards to young children, it seems like it's cisgendered heterosexuals. I don't know. I mean, Every week, it's another. It's another church pastor. Um, she sent this one kid um, her bra and underpants yes. in 2020. Well, anyway, my point is, all of this is so supercharged, and <coughs> well, and she's straight. they organize and they show up at the school board meetings. They show up at the libraries. They yell and scream at everybody, and they make these threats. And it's a constant giving in. School boards give in. The libraries are taking down the books. 
and doesn't really placate them because they're going to move on to the next moving target. Exactly. Um, whoever that's going to be. Who well, knows what that's going to be? But it's on. our time in the barrel once again. Um, well, I think trans people are getting a lot of... Trans people are. You know, but hate and... You can't... I would... It would it's not... It's not comfortable being a, a gay school teacher in Florida, for example. I know. Where they're scraping the rainbow um, stickers off, stickers of, off of their classroom doors. It's it's just disgusting. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad uh, Virginia wineries are doing their part to um, to remember pride and to make us feel a part of it. Right. And be visible. Yes. So that was on Saturday. And Saturday evening, guess where we went to dinner? Do you remember? Chef Bob. Who? Chef Bob. That's not correct. Say it correctly. Chef Jim. Honey, we went to... Chef Nora. Nora O'Donnell's husband's restaurant. Chef Jeff's. All right. That's too long, I know. So, okay, so here's the thing, the information about that. Everybody, our, our listeners know we go there all the time. We know... A lot of waiters and waitresses there, and we're really good friends with the manager now. He's actually the general manager, but um, one of the waiters came over to say hello, and I asked him. Um, I said, "How are you and your girlfriend?" And he made the symbol with his hands of like breaking a pencil, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you broke up! When did you break up?" And he said, "It's been like a month and a half." And I said, "Oh my god, did you already tell me that?" And he said, "Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember." So. They, he and his girlfriend broke up. Well, the thing is that the girlfriend works there at the restaurant. So he said, it's a little awkward when we're on the same shift. So then I moved to, you know, moving on. And I said, okay, so now um, are you looking for a new girlfriend or boyfriend? And he said, either. Didn't he say something like that? Like either, either or. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, we didn't know he was bi. Right. No, I didn't. I never asked people those those questions. I was asking I too many but. sexual questions because I was asking um, the manager about <laughs> circum being circumcised because he he's Jewish and his or is his wife Jewish and his and he's Catholic. That's what it was. And I said, "Well, did you um, uh, circumcise your son?" And he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's circumcised." Yeah, like, why are you asking these questions? I don't know, because I'm getting all personal. But I, always tell, I always tell the waiters, the wait staff or the manager, you can always, you can always say that's none of your business. Exactly. Because I, I even say that. That's none of your business. You do. You do say that. Now, here's the other piece of gossip as I try to keep my face in front of the microphone. So, as you know, this restaurant is owned by Nora O'Donnell's husband, and his name is actually Jeff. I, I, I have no idea what his last name is, right? But anyway, we heard from the waiters last night that one of the waiters there is the brother of Nora O'Donnell. Oh, no. Well, I know, the, I know his last name. Oh, it's Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, Chef, Chef Tracy. That's what his name is. But um, that, that's, that has nothing to do with this, but... Um, the brother of Nora O'Donnell is a waiter at the restaurant. So obviously her husband, Chef Tracy, got, gave him the job. But the man is like in his 40s. So it's like either he ha he's had some trouble in his life or something um, to be a waiter. And then when we saw him, I'm like, he's really skinny. He's really super skinny. And I was thinking, 
well, in my head, I'm thinking, I didn't say this out loud, I was thinking in my head, maybe there's some drugs in there. We don't know. I, don't, I didn't pay attention to him, to be honest. Oh. You weren't paying attention to that whole conversation? I was, but I just didn't pay attention to him and, and what he looked like. So oh. I don't really. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We've been talking for like 28 minutes. We need to uh, wrap this up. But I know. We had a nice time with Chef Jobs. <clears throat> we did. Um, as we always do. Is, um, we always share something. Um, we share the spaghetti we meatballs. We share spaghetti meatballs. Yeah. And we didn't share like a strand of spaghetti like um, the, um, what's the? A Thousand One Dalmatians. No, no, no. Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. No, yeah. we did not. We did not do that. Um, okay, so before we leave, I need to tell you, um, we got some comments on the website from right. La 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 Lauren. And this is, I don't think this is from your podcast last week, honey. It was oh, from okay. the one I did on Tuesday. Um, La La Lauren says, oh, I watched Candy with Jessica Beale. So creepy. You'll love it. And I still haven't gotten into that first episode, except for those first couple of minutes that I watched. So La La Lauren, I'll have to get back to that. Now, La La Lauren also has a, has a uh, she's thinking obviously more than I was, um, about the guy, the homeless guy who got a haircut at my hair salon. Um, Remember yeah. I told you that story? Well, she says, maybe they, about him going outside, they, they took yeah. him outside. She said, maybe they had the man go outside for a haircut because he had mental health issues and doesn't do well around people he's not familiar with. Yeah. I, I think that that's actually very smart. And then she says, sounds like they've done that for him before, so maybe it's his preference. Other people in the salon might stare, maybe? Just a thought. Either way, it was very generous and always nice. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I said. I said, I agree with you. It was very nice of them. And I hadn't thought about the whole mental health issue thing and, and his preference to maybe go outside. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it from his end. I was thinking about it in terms of the... Well, uh, we do have a facility. This is really weird in this neighborhood. Oh, my God, you're right. It's like literally a block from that place. And, no, it's, really, it's, it's right next door to the police station. No, I'm saying a, about a block from the hair salon. Yes. Yeah. But um, it's... It's a um, I don't know I don't know the uh, politically correct, politically correct term for it. I don't but it's actually where know mentally it's... challenged individuals would have gone. Right, they have housing in for... the '80s or '90s, but now they have like a, a development there, and it's a nice uh, building. They're fairly you know self sufficient, but it's obvious that they're they're challenged with emotional or mental health issues, and so they tend to be in the neighborhood. And this is not a neighborhood where you would you know think you would see this sort of thing because it's a we don't live in a high high dollar uh home but uh there are some this is a wealthy zip code so we're sharing the wealth because normally these sorts of facilities would have been in the poorest part of town correct that is so true. at least here they do have access to a salon there's a supermarket it uh, is close to everything. You're right. They do yell at the potted plants outside of the supermarket. And they also um, they work, can, work the parking lot They in can the be a little aggressive, yes. Asking for money. Um, yes. One has a baby doll in a stroller and insisting, this is my baby. This is my baby. That's yeah. a doll. That's a doll. You just say, do you give okay, her, Do you give her bye money? Bye. Huh? Do you give her money? No, I don't give her money. I, I don't give her money either. It's a plastic doll in a, wheel, in a, I in know, a stroller. I've, I've I seen know. her. I, I, I That just... It's a little sad. It is sad. But at least she has a place where she's living, and there's food, and there are services nearby. and so Right. And so that guy 
could very possibly live in that building. Right? I think they do because I've I have lived here for thirty years. I've never seen. Well, I guess what maybe that question that because he thing. he had all of his bags with him. Remember, I said he was carrying all of his bags. Right, but I mean, again, even though they they have a facility where they can live, it doesn't mean excuse me you've given up whatever mental health issues you have. He might leave that building with those bags every single day. That's what he's been doing for the past thirty years. Who knows? We just yeah, don't know. That's true. All right, we're going to wrap this up, but I just want to do. I just want to tell Kathy Bacon that I planning on, I'm planning on talking about uh, an update for the girlfriends because I know I haven't talked about Betsy oh, or Patricia or yeah, all of Rose. My, There's no, a new see, one. They don't know about Rose. There's so. a new one knocking on the door. Her name is Rose. She does not knock on the door, and she is oh, not a new one. And I will talk about her. She scratches at the door, honey. She scratches at the door. I will talk about her on the next podcast. <laughs> Don't oh, it's Rose. <laughs> don't do that. That's the new the new pop filter. Don't rub your fingers on that. That's anyway, that's Rose. I have that, and I have a story of me. I'm going to get my car inspected, um, and what that's all about. But I will tell those on the next podcast, where the boyfriend will probably not be part the of. Boyfriend, I mean boyfriend. Well, you got a boyfriend my, too. My husband. <laughs> All right. All How right. old is this one? Eighty-five? No, not, no, not the boyfriend. He's like thirty-two. Oh, okay. And hot. Oh, yeah. I'm a little hot right now too. Yeah. Anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed this little episode with the husband again. And I know that his audio was better this time, so um, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, my nose is getting sounding kind of snotty, isn't it? Thanks for sharing. You're but, welcome. Um, all right, so um, I you guess they have tissue in the house. Okay. Really? Yes. In my bathroom, I know. All right, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying subscribed. And until next time. Bye. 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 This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.